Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Now, in my opinion, the scariest stories are the ones that don't have any room for jokes or laughter. Live from Liverpool, The Dark Paranormal with Kevin Eustace. Thanks once again for joining us here at The Dark Paranormal. We've just celebrated Halloween, a time when allegedly the spirit world is closer to us than ever before. Many people get dressed up, they go out, door to door, trying to get treats and sweets from the neighbourhood. People generally don't know or have forgotten that the idea of wearing masks at Halloween was not always to scare your neighbours into giving you some surprises to go and eat at home. Originally, in its true sense, the idea of wearing masks at Halloween was always to try and defend yourself from the supernatural. The idea was, as the spirits roamed the earth on that day, the day when the two worlds meet, If you disguised yourself as one of those spirits, they wouldn't bother you. They wouldn't follow you home. Wait till you were asleep and watch over you as you slept. Halloween has always, rightly or wrongly, been seen as a more Western tradition, taken from the pagan festival Samhain, and later brought in line with more Christian beliefs so it precedes All Saints Day and became the eve of All Saints Day Halloween or All Hallows Eve however cultures around the world have their own ways of celebrating the dead even more close to the date of this podcast there's also been the celebration of the Day of the Dead The Day of the Dead is tied with Mexican tradition. It's a festival day where Mexicans go out and they dress themselves up and they paint their faces like skulls or like ghouls. Far from being a totally scary event, it's actually done to remember the dead family and friends that people have lost. South America in general has a wide storied history in terms of the supernatural, the paranormal, and sometimes black magic. We've all heard stories of how voodoo spread throughout New Orleans. Marie Laveau, amongst others, infamous in the world of voodoo. Of course, we also all know The idea of voodoo is strongly linked 
to the images of dolls with needles stuck in them. Little poppets, which are supposed to be the smaller version of an actual living human that you go about your day sticking pins in to cause them grief or bodily harm. Modern thought would look upon that with some derision. You'd look upon it and think there's no possible way, there's no possible link between me sticking a needle in this doll and somebody hundreds of miles away getting ill. The Western mind would think it's absolutely farcical to assume there could be any sort of connection. And we would laugh and think it's all superstition and poppycock. But to quote an experiment from English mesmerist Darren Brown, if you yourself sit there and think it's all superstition and nonsense, because you're a highly intelligent individual who doesn't have time for these sorts of fancies, go and find a picture a photograph of you and your nearest and dearest. Or maybe, say, a photograph of your grandparents. Okay? When you've got that, go to the kitchen, take out a knife, and stab the faces of those photographs. If you have any sort of feeling at all, the very idea of doing that Send a chill down your spine. But it's just paper. Isn't it? The stories that we'll hear today deal with a certain culture's belief in the power of black magic and the effects of black magic upon that family. Today's story comes in from one of our listeners, who goes by the name of Yanara. Hi Kevin, my name is Yanara. I live in the States, although my family is from El Salvador. And we often go down to visit. I'd like to tell you about one of our particular trips to El Salvador. Months before we even started to prepare for our trip, things started to occur. Now, by things, I mean a lot of family started getting sick and or suffering from multiple ailments. Those in my family who were sick visited doctors and took medication, but nothing seemed to get better. Before we even left for El Salvador, my parents even started suffering from ailments such as pains, sharp pains, body aches, and weakness in the body. As I've stated, trips to the doctor to seek medication didn't seem to improve the condition. It would maybe mask it for some time, but what they were suffering from would come back. This was my third to last trip visiting El Salvador. I believe I was around 12 or 13. 
It started like any of the other trips, except this time, things were slightly different. Other than my family in El Salvador suffering from ailments, I noticed that things were happening that we had no idea about back in the US. Once we got settled in, the catching up began. My family living in El Salvador started to retell what they had been experiencing. They realised that visiting doctors and taking medicine was not doing anything for them. So, they sought out a God-gifted spiritual doctor. In El Salvador, spiritual doctors who carry gifts such as healing powers, speaking in tongues, having insight, and more blessed upon them by God, are said to have undone, which literally translates as a gift. They are said to have a strong and insightful connection to God, to the spiritual world, and this world. My aunt, who lives in a different town, in brackets, when we visit she comes and stay with us to help us, told us what she had experienced. She all of a sudden got sick a few months ago. She developed an ugly cough, a sore throat, and a scratchy voice. She said she sounded and felt as if she had something lodged in her throat. But there wasn't anything she ate or done to herself to have something lodged in her throat. Within a couple of days, she started developing a fever and couldn't eat. Her throat hurt so bad she couldn't eat anything. Her husband, daughter and son soon became very concerned. They visited doctors but they couldn't tell her anything except maybe it's a cold. And they sent her home with prescriptions. My aunt felt it wasn't normal for her to be that way. She hadn't even been in contact with anyone or anything that could have gotten her this sick. And she rarely gets this sick. A couple more days went by and she was taking the prescriptions and nothing. If anything, she felt worse and she looked it. Now she wasn't eating at all. They finally said enough was enough and sought out a woman, a spiritual doctor. My aunt's family took her and hoped this would be it. They hoped this doctor would be able to give them the insight into what was ailing her and why. This doctor looked at her and knew she needed to help her fast. The doctor started by praying with her, praying over her while putting her hands on her. She stopped. She told them something was stuck in her throat and she needed to get it out to help her. My aunt and her family were all confused and terrified. They did not know what or how 
this came to be. The doctor told her to open her mouth as wide as possible. Keep in mind, it's not just my aunt and doctor in this room. My aunt has her husband, daughter, son in the room too, all witnessing this. She asks her son and husband to stand on both sides of her and hold her down. The doctor said she could see what was in her throat and she was going to reach in and take it out. And she did. Now, this is where I don't remember the story so well. Either the doctor reached her hand into her mouth and pulled out whatever it was, or she gave her a cocktail that made her gag, and as she was gagging, she took it out. My aunt said she could feel whatever it was, scratching and burning the walls of her throat as it was coming up. The pain in her throat was excruciating. When the doctor finally got it out, everyone in the room was mortified. They couldn't believe it, but they had to believe it. They've just all witnessed it. What was lodged in my aunt's throat was a Brillo pad. It was bloody from the travel up her throat. The doctor told my aunt what she needed to do to finish healing. But the doctor also told her how and why this Brillo pad was lodged in her throat. The doctor told her that there were a couple of people in her family who had done that to her. They wanted to see her dead and to suffer. She couldn't say who it was exactly, but they were for sure in our family. In order to do this to my aunt, the doctor explained, they had used black magic to call upon a spirit or demon to place that inside her, in her throat. My aunt and her family had no idea who it could be. She wasn't at odds with anyone, least of all within our family. From this point on, my family decided to keep working with the spiritual doctor. They next sought out help for my grandmother, who was suffering from many aches and pains. She was not that old, and she had no idea where all the pains and aches were coming from. She said it felt as though something sharp was being repeatedly poked and jabbed at her in multiple places on her body. She would fall ill with incredible fevers, she literally felt like she was about to die. No other doctors or medications would help, and nothing seemed to work. So, once more, we decided to take her to the spiritual doctor. In brackets, keep in mind, my mum, my dad and I were still in the US at this time, 
it was probably only a few months before we were going to visit. When they arrived, the spiritual doctor told my grandmother that she had great hate and suffering directed towards her. So great that whomever this person was in the family wanted her to die. Let's have a quick break to talk to you about Policy Genius. Now, we all like to put off life insurance talk because it reminds us of our mortality. But life insurance isn't about death, it's about life. It's about ensuring the lives of those you love remain secure and comfortable. And I'm sure many of you will think, well, I'm covered through work or I'm covered through my bank accounts. But believe me, you want to check those finer details because you may be surprised what you're actually covered for. And this is exactly where Policy Genius come into their own. Yes, we could talk about how Policy Genius is America's leading online insurance marketplace or how their award-winning agents will walk you step by step through the entire process. But the best thing about Policy Genius for me is they don't have a dog in the fight. They're not going to strong arm you towards one company or another. They've no incentive to do so. Their only incentive is to listen to your needs, scour America's top companies and find you the best price. For example, with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that begin at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options even offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. There's a reason why Policy Genius has thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot, and you'll find out what it is when you tick life insurance off your to-do list with Policy Genius. So head over to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. She literally told her that if it wasn't for her prayers and belief in God, she would have already been dead. But that was not all. The pains and aches she felt were placed there. The doctor explained to her that whomever this person in the family was had an evil item buried somewhere remote. This is where the evil and suffering is physically coming from. She told my grandma that she would take her and help her to get rid of this planted evil. But they had to go at night when no one could see them or bother them. My grandma trusted her and said okay. She knew there was nothing else she could do. This had to be it. So, my grandma, my uncle, his son and my aunt all went with this spiritual doctor. They had arranged a specific date that the doctor chose. The date apparently needed to be specific due to the different energies present on the different days of the year. For example, holy days like a saint's day or religious holidays. It's believed these days should be observed and only meant for worshipping God because of the spiritual energies present. From what I've heard, it's a way to respect God and the gifts given to them. The doctor brought them to a cemetery where the evil item was supposedly buried. She told them to bring a shovel, so they did. And she used her connection to a higher power to find where exactly the item would be. How did she do this? I have no idea. 
but I'm sure no one dared to ask anyway. They arrived at the cemetery at night, and they went over to a spot where the doctor led them to, and told them to start digging. As my uncle started to dig, the doctor began to pray, almost like a chanting, but it was not loud. She stopped and told him to stop digging. She continued to pray, and there, in the dirt, arose an item wrapped in cloth. It was a doll, and it looked like my grandma. It had the same features, long black hair, dark skin, and in the same spots she was feeling pains and aches. There were so many needles poked through the doll. My family said it was unreal how it came out of the dirt and how many needles were poked in specific spots of the doll's body, the back, the head, the joints of the legs. The doctor continued praying, and when she was done, she explained to them what it was. It was a doll made specifically for my grandmother. Whoever it was, was practicing dark magic. In order to even have the capabilities to perform such dark magic, the doctor explained that you must be very deep into it and strong at it. She got rid of the doll. I do not recall how my family explained the doctor got rid of it, and I cannot just call them and ask since they're in a completely different country. And on top of all that, it's always best to talk about these things in person, or not at all. After this, my family sought to figure out who it was. Who in our family would ever do this? Who hates my grandma and my aunt so much they could do this? There was only one person we could think of. My grandfather. My father's father. My grandmother's ex-husband. It could only have come from my grandfather. He hated my grandma and even some of his own children. Why? Well, let me inform you of this drama. My father's father was never a good man. My father was born into a poor family in El Salvador that worked in the fields and did odd jobs to survive. My grandfather, unhappy with himself and his life, would take it out on his wife, my grandmother, and his own children. Never was he a caring father or husband. He would take whatever money was made, give only a tiny portion to my grandma to keep the kids alive, and then he would keep the rest for himself to spend on booze and women. 
he would come home drunk and beat on my grandmother. When my father was old enough to leave, he sought America and came over illegally to start a new life. He wanted to make something of himself and take his mother out of poverty and abuse. My father worked incredibly hard and did just that. He had enough money to buy land in El Salvador and start building his mother a house and a place for herself. Once it was built and finished, my father travelled to El Salvador and did the next best thing. He kicked my grandfather out and out of our lives. My grandfather kept the old house in a different town, but he was angry he was missing out on my father's blessings. He was jealous. He saw how good my father was treating my grandmother and the type of life he was giving her. A better life. Once my family figured out it was possibly my grandfather who was working with these evils, they sought out another spiritual doctor. This spiritual doctor confirmed to them that it was indeed my grandfather, but he was not the one deep in practicing black magic. He was just the one giving out the orders. So, who was it? My grandfather had a sister, and she was the one deep in black magic. She was a witch who practiced black magic. She was the one conjuring up evils and placing these evils on my family. At the time, I was young, probably around 11. And much of what happened and said wasn't told to me until I was a bit older. But how messed up is that? For it to be your own family. A year or so later, my dad started suffering the same type of ailments my grandmother suffered. Luckily, we already had a trip made out to go to El Salvador. When we got there, my father immediately sought out the spiritual doctor. I did not go with them, but they travelled to a different cemetery and done the exact same thing they'd done with my grandmother. There they found another doll, identical to my father, and they got rid of it in the same way. The spiritual doctor said there was one other doll hidden right underneath us. It was a home. They came back home to the house, and I was waiting for them. They never let me go with them, or see them because my age and my spiritual tenderness was still not fully developed. But I noticed they were all very serious. They were keeping me from looking into the house to see what was happening, but I was too curious. They all went towards the back end of the house, in brackets. The house and land was enclosed by a tall brick wall all around. No one, without a ladder, would be able to come in or get out. My aunt was trying to keep an eye on me, but I made my way. I stood behind the corner of one of the sides of the house where I was barely visible. 
but I could see where they were, all standing around a spot in the ground. It looked like something had been dug up. What I saw next would terrify me, even to this day. I kept watching. I was too curious and a little hurt they didn't want me to take part. But as I kept watching from the distance so not to be seen, things started changing. It looked like the dug-up hole in the ground was starting to overflow, with brown, reddish water gurgling up and out of the earth. No one was touching the ground or adding anything to the hole. There was literally something rising up from the hole in the ground by itself. I was terrified. I was so scared that I couldn't watch anymore. I was stunned. I quickly stopped watching. I felt like I had seen something I was not ready for. Something not meant for me. I waited patiently for my father. Once they were finished and had taken care of the evil, my father walked with me in the dark and explained to me what was happening. I cried. I felt I needed to cry. I knew what I witnessed was something I wasn't ready for spiritually, in brackets, like my father also agreed with. He hugged me tight, making me feel safe and secure. He told me I'd be okay and that everything would be okay. I trusted him and calmed down. It was so unreal, but I knew it was real. I had seen it with my two eyes, and I knew in my heart and my spirit that this was real. I want to thank Yanara for sending a story in. Too many times I think we can, as a society, be far too quick to place things as unbelievable or imaginative or complete balderdash. If, such as in Yanara's story, black magic or evil presences, spirits, attachments, demons come to your house to the house of the rational mind, such as happened with Yanara's family. I often think just what your outlook would be and how quickly your rational walls are pushed down by things you don't understand. This is the penultimate episode of season one of The Dark Paranormal. Our next episode is our season finale and will feature two tales, one of which is a personal one to me. Don't forget, when season two launches, approximately two weeks after the end of season one, season two will take a different angle at the paranormal and we will be looking in depth at some of the more famous and newsworthy stories such as Skinwalker Ranch, Amityville, the Anfield Poltergeist. 
and hopefully given a different spin on those stories than you may be used to from other podcasts. Don't forget, if you prefer your scares a little more light-hearted, you can go listen to the other podcast I host, We Need to Talk About Ghosts, available wherever you're listening to this show. And if you want to get in touch with the dark paranormal, you can send your story over, please include in the subject line, the dark paranormal, to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. In the meantime, I'll see you next time for the season finale of The Dark Paranormal. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.